Hey, you damn guys. Welcome to Book Club Member Comics. My name is John Salinas, and I'm here with... Aubrey Loveless. Hey, this is our Book Club podcast. We're reading comics. We're talking to all our friends. Here's Danielle to tell you all about but it. But you just told them what it was, was about. You just said what it was about. Friends, I know, but there's more said. to it than that, and you're about to explain what it is. <laughs> so... We're gonna we're gonna tell you what we're gonna read. We're gonna read a thing, and then you're gonna read what we read, and we're gonna talk about what we read, and then you're gonna listen to us talking about what we read, and then you you're gonna talk about what we talked about <laughs> when we were talking about what we read, and then that's a hey jam guys. You send us an email or a, uh, something on you know social media, a little comment, yes, or whatever, and then we're gonna talk about what you talked about when you talked about us talking about the thing that we read, and that's friendship. And that's a book club. Back to you, John. Yes. Awesome. Amazing as always. A tiny little applause <laughs> for this obnoxious thing that, that John makes me do every week. Yes. Oh, yeah. I love definitely, it. Definitely. That's exactly what that was. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Excellent. Let's go right to our listener feedback. Listener feedback. Yes. You read a story. We talk about it. You hate them guys us And it's a book club Get out So we're catching up on some listener feedback We had some feedback on our Wolverine Blood Hungry episode Remember that one? <laughs> oh yeah We got a hate them guys from The Letter Hack the Matt Strackbine Yeah, Matt Strackbine, book club member Yes My artist friends and I in high school Immediately trying to mimic Sam Keith Exactly one second after his stuff hit the stands <laughs> Yes, yeah no. well, Why wouldn't you? That style was so, yeah, it was kind of prevalent, but yeah. like nobody could ever do it like him. You know, I mean, I, I don't remember anyone else kind of really picking up on that, but yeah. I mean, it's just like, you know, Sam Keith has got that distinct style, and anybody else is like, eh, I'd rather have Sam Keith. Right, yeah. <laughs> it was the age of being a, a weird little guy, if you were a comic book artist. You it just was. got to be a weird little guy and do whatever style you wanted, which is good. I think that's great. Everybody's doing their own thing. That's cool. We also heard from Ross Ratke. Ross Radke. Book club member. Yes, an awesome artist. He did our logo. He's got a bunch of cool art. You can check out the link in our show notes. That is true. He said, uh, I've never read these, but I had the cards from the 1996 X-Men Fleer set. Oh, yeah. Do you remember I mean, those? Oh, yeah. Um, he says, I remember yeah. the back of the cards made a really big deal about how this was the only villain Wolverine was afraid of. Uh, right? Oh, so that was okay. kind of one of the things um, about this character. They tried to like hype him up with that. But I remember those Fleer cards. I remember mm. all those cards. I, I'm a big... I still have a bunch of my cards. Uh, what year was that one? 96. Okay, I didn't have any of the 96 ones, but I have like... I have a complete run of like the first two years of their cards. There's one set. I'll bring of, them over next week. That or, would be cool. In a couple um, weeks. <laughs> I'll have to check this out. Be, uh, there's one set that is really rare and super expensive of those mm. Fleer cards. I forget which year it is, but there's one specific year. I I don't know. I saw a YouTube video about it. Anyway. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I would love to hear more about this, about you talking about a YouTube video that you saw. Yes. Ross Radke also said, thanks for the shout out on last week's episode. Turns out I can't update Spandex until the contest judging period ends, but I've mm. been working on the next episode and scripting future ones. My goal is to bank up enough to keep monthly episodes next year. As a machine. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. Just an absolute drawing machine. And, and, if you, and if you haven't checked it out, definitely go check out Spandex yes. on Webtoons. It is so good. Yeah, there'll be a link to that in the show notes as well. Regarding our discussion from our last episode, we're talking about DC and Ross quoted me. I said, uh, they can't decide what they want to keep and what they want to throw away. 
Ross says, you mean kind of like the actual DC Comics universe? Oh, got him. Got him. <laughs> just started listening and I had to pause to comment that this is interesting how the DC films have mirrored the messiness of the comics continuity. Wow. Yeah, that really is true. I hadn't thought about it like that. They do seem to have a crisis every once in a while and mm. then they got to have a flashpoint to reset mm. it all again. And then we got ourselves another new 52. I think it's just because they put non-creative people in charge of all the creative decisions. Yeah. Probably, I don't know. I don't. I'm not. I don't work there. Well, how? I don't really know. But it's see. That's what it seems like right, from the outside. Yeah. So that would be my guess. My best guess. <clears throat> I'll be honest. Like when the new Fifty Two started, I thought it was like it started off pretty strong, but then things just kind of went off the rails after like the first year. I just wonder: are they yeah. enthralled to just a bunch of weird CEO? business well, guys who yeah. just like don't know anything about anything and right. literally just i don't know sit on a yacht all day spending money on whatever they spit shoes and stuff and they're right. like yeah make a movie yeah superman movie i don't know make it good no wait i don't like superman make it a batman another batman yes another Batman. dude it always makes money okay bye like i don't know is it right might be that sounds about right also uh, please do another batman movie i really do want another one yeah let's get another, another one, one. Got a hey damn guest from Mark Tweedell. Mark Tweedell. Book club member. That's right. I'm not going to comment on the current state of WB Films because I don't <laughs> think I'm their audience, but I will chime in on what I'd like to see. I'd like to see day one of Clark Kent arriving at the Daily Planet in 1938. That's pretty good. Oh, wow. That would yeah. be cute. Cool. That would be adorable. Thing. I know you said no more origin stories, but I'd like to see the relationships between Clark, Lois, Perry, and Jimmy evolve from day one. I'd like to see the stories that are less about defeating the bad guy, more about how to be Superman. Right. Very much thinking of the stakes of something like Superman smashes the clan rather than stopping the end of the world again. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And That'd then, be uh, cool. And then Matt Strachbein, a letter hack himself, Book member. replies with, I'd still like to see a 1960s set Spider-Man movie or show an actual period piece where they do an origin story. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Like the Nicholas Hammond Spider-Man, right. right? The old school one. That'd be the 70s, but that'd be cool. Right, but still. Uh, I'm sick of all the Spider-Man origin stories. I really am. I can't do another one. But I will say that that is an interesting idea to do. Like it, like it's set in the whatever, the, the 60s or yeah. the 50s or whatever it was. And they're like, do... That's that's interesting. Well, it means like uh, X-Men First Class was set in the 1960s. It'd be kind of cool to see the Fantastic Four actually be set in the 60s and embrace that kind of mm, 60s that pop vibe. I would love that. Vibe. Yeah. Right. That and then you don't so have to mess cool. with the timelines. Yeah. Although they're not or like, well, the well, this is what happens. You set yeah. it in the 60s and then they get sucked into a oh, wormhole. Oh, yeah. They get sucked into a wormhole. And then they come sure. out. And they're like, and they're, whoa, and they're what, they're year, like, what year is it? Right. And they're like, Absolutely, oh, shit. Yeah. And they're still like. Groovy they're still in their weird yeah. costumes, the blue and white. Yes, and then like, okay, first things first, we got to get you some new costumes, et right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh sure. no, no, I love the blue and white. Right, <laughs> I love the classic Fantastic. No, but that's, that's the, what I'm saying. One of they the members, would do. One yeah. of the, maybe Johnny's friend would be like, no, this I'm is keeping cool. this. I'm yeah. Keeping this. <laughs> Well, yeah. he wouldn't know what retro is right away, so he'd be all like, no. I'm I would think that stuff. he would be the one who would be like, we got to get new costumes. Oh, Look okay. at the way everyone is, is dressed. This is not cool. <laughs> okay. anymore. Everyone thinks for it. Like, I don't know. I think Reed would be the one like, Reed. I don't know. I kind of <laughs> like the classic. You know, like he'd be a little like, no, we're not doing this. Shut him down. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. 
Oh, I actually didn't have a correction from the last episode. I said that the Green Lantern TV show had been canceled, but apparently it has not been canceled. Okay. Oh, okay. I actually also have a correction from last week's episode, too. I didn't listen to it, so I may need to be corrected. I don't know, no. but let me know. Well, no, I'm just being I'm just being an asshole because I kind of, I felt like I came across as kind of like a Zack Snyder apologist on that episode because mm. I was like, man, they should have just stuck to his plan. Mm. And it wasn't that bad. And so... Um, so I went back and I watched the, the movies. <laughs> he did. So, uh, so I, I, I was I'm, not there for that. I okay. did not. I was just coming out of the room and be like, you're still watching this. Wow. <laughs> well, so I, I, I rewatched all of them. I started with Man of Steel and it was so good. Man of Steel is good. I really enjoyed that movie to the point where I was like, try, I was trying to do other stuff and I kept watching the movie because it was so good. Henry Cavill is so good as Superman. Is that the one where he's pulling the big ship with the big chain? No, yep. that's, that, that's a Man of Steel. No, that's is it? Versus. No, that's, is it? That's a little clip in Batman vs. Superman. Okay. Oh, I anyway. It's the only shot I like. Uh, okay, but then after Man of Steel, it was so good, and I was so hyped, and I was like ready to watch Batman. I was excited to watch Batman vs. Superman okay. Ultimate Edition. Like, I was like, Ultimate yeah, Edition. this isn't so bad, you know? And I went into it like ready to like it ready to enjoy okay. this movie and see it in a new light and i fucking hate it <laughs> it was awful it's bad I mean, like, it's no good there there are a couple it's good scenes good in that movie. movie and batman and i i, I like ben affleck as Batman. intolerable but uh, I like Ben Affleck, but as Jesse Batman. Eisenberg and the direction that mm. they did with his lex Luthor is just intolerable and it breaks yeah. up the movie and, like, it was irritating me. Yeah. Like, the movie was irritating me. Not to me. hate on that actor. I mean, he, yeah, I'm sure he's a good actor. No, I, just I love think him that in that other wasn't stuff. a good choice I've, for I've Luthor. Seen and pl- yeah, I've I mean, seen him in plenty of other movies that I like. It probably him wasn't in. even, exactly. it was probably like, he was probably given a lot of direction. They probably had to, like, it was probably a collaboration of, and, like, them telling him what kind of had to do. I don't yeah, know. Well, Maybe they worked it, on it together. But I don't know if that was it, the best set of choices for that character. It's kind of hilarious. I just read an article, like, yesterday or today where Jesse Eisenberg was like, I really didn't understand why people didn't like my character all sure, that okay. much. And I was just like, are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, and it's, <laughs> I'm not trying to hate on this actor. I mean, I'm sure that, you know, God. it's just like, oh, yeah, I don't no. know if that came across well, the you way know, that I, he... I also usually love Hans Zimmer, and his score was irritating me on that movie. I and it love was just Hans like, Zimmer, really? And it was just That's like, surprising. I was just like, ah, this movie is so irritating. Like, I wanted to change the channel, but I was committed. <laughs> but you to, were like, wait, I put to, this on. I put this on. Wait, I picked this. And, like, not yeah. to say that there aren't some good scenes there, in that There's some stuff movie, in it that's pretty good. But it's like, and then the death of huge... Superman. I mean, yeah. we were oh, talking yeah, about that's... this before yeah. we even came on. Like, wh- you had a great uh, okay, quote so on this. The death of Superman in that movie had no weight because you know he's going to be brought back immediately. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. even casual people who just know, yeah, they killed him off, he comes back. You know, that's... It's such a cliche trope. Yeah. Well, it's also like they just kind of used this idea without any, I mean, thought behind it. Like you just like the Superman just got there. They don't really know much about him. Yeah. So why would they be upset that he's dead? I think right. that I think I'd be like, good. Yeah. yeah I'd be like, oh, thank this God. Was really upsetting that there, he was that alien that destroyed half the city's yeah, dead. Yeah, I'm glad thank he's God. gone. <laughs> yeah. This that was really scary for a second there. I'm there glad he's dead. There's a scene where where they're all at this like function. Clark Kent is there, and then um, Bruce Wayne is there. And Bruce Wayne's talking to Alfred on his earpiece, and Clark Kent can hear them talking. That is amazing. I think that is so fucking smart. When I saw it in the movie, I was like, oh my god, that is so cool. And then in the rest of the movie, they make Superman an idiot. (laughs) 
Like in that moment, you get to see like how hypersensitive he is, yeah. and then he just becomes an idiot and for the rest of the movie, and he doesn't do anything. And it's just like this has been talked to death too by by yeah. people, but it's it's so true. Give the spirit of Wonder Woman. She's used to fighting oh, yeah. with spears. Exactly. She's used to fighting with spears. Like she can do it. Why does he have like? I don't know. Anyway, any and like like I said, other other people have said this, so we don't have to we don't have to retread. All of this Batman sh- just killing people and <laughs> there's, you know, I don't want to retread all of this, but it's just not good. It's just not. I think I don't understand uh, why. Yeah. Why? Right now. I'm So um, I haven't finished it right now. I'm in the middle of the, the Justice League. The Justice League Zack Snyder cut. Wow. And, wow. And, and so far that has been better. Mm. Okay. Yeah. That has been better so far. Mm. So I'll give you an update when I finish that. Zack Snyder. <laughs> Zack Snyder is. His his direct directing style is. Wouldn't it be cool if Zach? Wouldn't it be cool if Snyder? Yeah, do you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, sometimes it would be cool. There are certain moments for a second or two that I'm like, this is cool. But does that make a movie? Yeah, I don't think so necessarily. I don't think anyway. it does, and he does. <laughs> and apparently, a lot of movie studios also agree that that makes a good movie. So that's fine. Going back to something I found annoying about that film is just like, so it, I mean, in particular, but it was just like <laughs> sure. that one that one scene where Batman fucking shows up and he's in his Batmobile and then Superman's like there and then he slams into him. Murdering like, people with well, the Batmobile? Uh, this is after the murdering oh, part, okay. yeah. And then he like rips the fucking hood off and he's all like, next time they shine that light, don't bother showing up or whatever bullshit That's he so says. Clunky. And then... uh is then you see this like bleed? montage of Batman training and getting ready and put on that bat suit and he goes and turns oh, on the, the CrossFit. L- yeah, and then he goes and turns on that bat light. And he's all like, I'm ready for you, Superman. And then an hour goes by in the movie and nothing <laughs> fucking happens. Batman's just, just standing over there by the bat editing. signal. You cut back to Batman, he's like looking at Twitter. Right. He's like going bad editing. playing Candy Crush or yeah. something. <laughs> no good. I mean, it's just the, the the movie was all over the fucking place, yeah. and there like there are parts in it I think are cool. Like the warehouse fight is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, oh, that's where someone was like, "Hey, remember that really cool Batman vi- uh, video game? Let's yes. do that. Let's do that." Hey, I liked it. That I was a smart it was thing great. to do. Yeah, yeah, it was a smart thing to do. But yeah. but then like it's just like that video game had better directing than this movie. <laughs> but then the whole the whole thing with the court hearing and the granny's jar of piss. Oh or, god, what? don't even get me started on that scene. Anyway. <sighs> Anyway, what I was going to say is they haven't canceled Green Lantern. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I was trying to say that I'm not a Zack Snyder yeah. apologist. Uh, we also heard from Mark Tweedell about our Doctor Strange discussion. Mark Tweedell. Book club member. Mark says, the single most depressing thing in the MCU for me is that Wanda went through everything she did in WandaVision and then no one showed up at her door and asked if she was okay. Holy shit, everyone in the Avengers dropped the ball there. Yeah, that's true. So when Wanda shows up in Multiverse of Madness as the villain, it's so painful to watch, but it makes perfect sense, too. As far as I'm concerned, she isn't Wanda in the film. She's the Darkhold. She is hollowed out and used. Wait, but I don't... When would anyone have had the opportunity to come and see her? Because all that stuff happens, and then she immediately creates a pretend world. But then after that, he's talking about after the After that, she's hiding away where no one can find her on purpose. Yeah, but Doctor Strange could find her. Mm-hmm. He finds her. He did. I see Mark's point. Like, I don't know. I mean, you know, Captain America and and Iron Man aren't there. Captain America seems like it. But like, what Hawkeye's, about... Hawkeye's there. Hawkeye's there. What about fucking, uh, fucking the Falcon. Falcon or whatever? Yeah, you know. Wouldn't where, was he... Hawk, where was Hawkeye? He was in New York doing New he, York stuff. Yeah, he was, you know. Well, that was around Christmas. 
Oh. <laughs> Look, I don't know. Timelines. I do see the point, though. I, I, I do see the point of, like, yeah. one of the Avengers could have gone to Doctor Strange and be like, hey, did you see this shit with Wanda on right. TV? The fucking... We, someone probably should probably check on her. Yeah. See what's going on. Check in and see what's going on there. That's a good point. Hmm. Uh, Mark goes on to say, the only time our Wanda shows up again is when she destroys the Darkhold, and I'm convinced that the only reason she was able to break through the hold that the Darkhold had on her was because she is such a powerhouse of a character. But yeah, I Multiverse of Madness was a good film, but I can't say I enjoyed it because I really like Wanda and it hurt seeing her in ruins. I mean, you know you've hit rock bottom when the first person to show up at your door after the most horrible experience of your life is Doctor Strange, several months later and only there because he wants something from you. Christ, that's bleak. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really am a big Scarlet Witch fan, and so I really enjoyed WandaVision and all that. And then seeing her, I actually like seeing her be the bad guy in... Uh, multiverse of madness yeah, but um mark's not the only one i've heard like you know um uh, kind of you know, yeah because like uh my my sister-in-law she hated it she's just like she hated the way that they did to wanda and all that i don't know she's really a bad guy i would say yeah. antagonist probably well, right. okay, well you yeah. know what i mean the the, yeah. the villain of the piece that uh, was good i mean yeah. it's like you can't do what is it what's it's not interesting to have a character just like be the same all the time, right? That was yeah. a really cool journey. It was like this is fucking rad. Well, yeah, and and I and I think you said this last time, Aubrey, that it's kind of cool to see it one is. of the quote unquote good guys yeah. be a quote unquote bad. Absolutely, guy, you know what I mean? for sure. Because they always do the opposite. It's interesting. They really do. Where they yeah. make the bad guy the good guy, like fucking Venom or whatever. Magneto. It's Morbin time. Oh god, <laughs> I, I haven't seen it? that movie. I haven't seen that movie. But I like how we I have, always I have, have to. We, no one's seen, seen that, that movie. movie. That's the point. I haven't seen it either. I don't want to. And no. I'm just tired of Morbin. <laughs> we had some other listener feedback too, but we're gonna go ahead and go on to our book club episode, and we'll catch up on the rest of it on the next episode. All right, and now we're gonna go on to our book club episode for the week. And this week we're continuing our discussion of Silver Surfer by Dan Slott and Mike and Laura Alred. Previously on Silver Surfer by Alred and Slot, Don Greenwood learned of the evils that the Surfer committed as Herald of Galactus, and she was feeling some kind of way about it. She learned this because they accidentally encountered the planet New Haven, which was made up of all the single survivors of the planets that Galactus destroyed with the Surfer. Their discovery of the planet also led to its destruction by Galactus again. Um, the Surfer vowed to find the inhabitants a new planet, when all of a sudden they got stuck in a time portal... Uh, which is finally resolved by Don forgiving the Surfer and the Surfer taking back the ring he gave her to use his cosmic power to break free. The Surfer, Don, and the inhabitants of New Haven finally found Paradise, and that's where we pick up on this issue. We're going to be reading issues 12 through 15 today. They were published from June 2015 to November 2015. Issue 12 is called The New Life of Norrin Rad. What do you think about this cover here? Time has passed. Yeah, you can because definitely see that, right? what we're meant right? to yeah. glean from this. Yeah, um, yeah no, I, I really like this cover. I like the, the half silver down when you get... I don't think I've ever seen this surfer have facial hair before, so that's pretty right, cool. Right, that was yeah, a bit yeah, odd, yeah. wasn't it? Uh, but I also kind of like how, like, you know, you guys are looking at the uh, omnibus and so you just see the cover without any of the trade dress or anything like that, and I'm looking at the digital. Oh, right. Yeah. And it's like how, like, the whole bottom part is cut off oh, on yeah. here. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Huh. But, I mean, it's just stunning work by Mike Allred and As Laura. always. I love this, yeah. Um, I love the colors on this first page by Laura Allred. It's this, like, kind of nightmare scene. The surfer is remembering all the languages and screaming from all the planets he destroyed with Galactus. Planet after planet of screams. And then he wakes up. He's silvered down, and it looks like he's been human for a while because he's got a sweet mustache and beard, right? He's got some nice <laughs> special hair going on there. 
As he wakes from his nightmare, that also wakes up Dawn. She's laying in a hammock beside him, and so her hair is all long too, right? How was he taking care of that before? Like a, I think because he's been silvered down. So I think maybe when the oh I see when he's silvered up the 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 it can't grow. It puts him in kind of a stasis. Maybe? <laughs> I guess, yeah, yeah. Interesting. So does that mean that he doesn't age when he's silvered up, and he does age? When he's silvered down? That's a good question, maybe. Is that, because that's time passing. Well, and this issue is called uh, The New Life of Norrin Rad. So right. he's Norrin Rad now. I guess so it's like a... he hmm. hasn't been Norrin Rad for probably so the, millennia. The power know. cosmic... Huh. Interesting. Yeah, that is it's interesting. making me think about all kinds of... Yeah, I never thought about stuff. that. That's anyway. a good question. Well, I always assumed like when he has the power cosmic going on, it's just like it kind of regenerates him from like... So it's like anytime sure. he silvers down, it's like the first time he was ever right. you know, how his state was before he got the power so he could probably that. grow to be an old old man and silver, silver up, up again and then he'd be yeah just like this again yeah that's wow. kind of interesting I, that's that's my thought on it man. so that makes him kind of like immortal yeah because he's he's been around for Basically. like centuries millennia yeah, yeah. Like probably yeah um, and it's the power cosmic doing that that's so interesting okay i like the i like that that it I just want to point out that this silhouette of Galactus is so fucking terrifying. Yeah. Mm. I mean, because, I mean, that's kind of like if you were on the planet that Galactus is about to eat. Right. That's what you would see. It would be, oh, I love it. It's so good. Yeah, that's definitely uh, hard to do, like, that sense of scale. Not every artist does it uh, as well as Allred. Yeah. It looks amazing. Don asks him if he's okay. I'm fine, Don. In fact, everything here is perfect. Some alien friends show up. They're going to go yeah. have a good time. Don and Surfer are still on the Paradise Planet. So um, I love this, right? Everything is like, remember, it's adapted to them. Right. Yeah. Right? So like everything is exactly what they want it to be. And the art on this is amazing. I love like seeing all the backgrounds. It's very goofy. I and love it. on this new life of Norinrad, you just see like so much that's going on here. Yeah, it's good. I love they've got their whole fishing crew together. What's this little like dog thing that's like in their little group with all the? <laughs> I like him. Need. I like this guy. <clears throat> this guy flying around. Yeah, there's another one, right? There's like cool. a blue thing or whatever too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Look at that. Yeah. There's wow. A, there's there's a so pink much one right here. Yeah, there's so much to look at. I didn't even notice this guy. That's, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's another thing. Okay, so cool. you just got the title, and I got the title and all the credits. Oh, right. That's covering up some of the art oh, too. Wild. Oh, wild. There's like wow. a little. <clears throat> there's like a little bug back here too. You yeah, see these look guys? at these yeah. like bug birds. <clears throat> They're great. As the group are all going down to fish, we see Father Keen, and he's actually still feeling bad. Because in, when they were stuck in the time warp, he was going to let those French guys kill the people yeah. in the infirmary mm -hmm. so they could actually find a planet. So he's still like feeling guilty about that. When he comes across his old dead friend, Wega Lolo, when we first encountered these guys, they were at his funeral. And they right. were talking about the horrible yeah. strawberry pies that he made or whatever. Sweetberry. The sweetberry pies. Yes. He hates them. And so he's there and he gives him one of the pies. And he's like, one of your sweetberry pies? He starts eating it or whatever. Wegalolo says, see, it all worked out in the end. And everyone's in a good place. And he's like, what are you doing here? Why, it's like you died and went to heaven, Wegalolo says. We see Don teaching the kids how to fly a kite. Mama Hub, who watches over the kids, she has this conversation with Don where she's like, oh, when are you and Norrin going to have kids? So whatever, annoying. Right? <laughs> Don says, it's not like that with me and Norrin, really. We hit a rough patch for a while, Don says, but ever since we've been on New Haven, that's all gone away. And now the two of us are two of us. Why does that sound wrong? Like something's missing. Something important. So we cut to Toomey, the surfboard. 
a green plant alien, Euphoria, rides the board, saying, Euphoria can show you so much on her world. So much to see, to explore. You will never want to leave. Like Euphoria's having a great time riding the surfboard. <laughs> I like um, how whenever they look in their reflection, their reflection is kind of like this, what the surfboard yeah. is communicating back. Yeah. yeah. So even the surfboard is kind of enjoying this, too. We even see Krataka. She's in her paradise. She gets to save the group from some sort of warthog monster. And she calls the rest of them fools. You think the world is so peaceful, but there are dangers here, too, she says. You're right, Norrin says. We're lucky you were around this time. In fact, every time this has happened. But she likes that. Right. That's yeah. what she likes. This is her paradise. She's into it. Right? She's so, like, yeah, I'm going to battle monsters. And that's why Norrin's like, yeah, this happens right. every time. Right? So, it's, it's just starting to occur to him. Yeah. Right? But Krataka interrupts all this remembering and thinking, this has been a good day, she says. Ready the fires, for tonight we feast. He's pumped. <laughs> we get this amazing splash page of the feast. There's so much going on in here. I like the way the moon is eclipsing the moon is eclipsing the moon. It makes it look like an eyeball. Yeah. <laughs> what a great detail. That is so fun. Everything here is perfect, right? We also get this cute scene where Norn and Don look at the stars and they name all the new constellations. So I like all these new names that they come up with, right? Um, the Great Giraffe and the Farmer's Plow, the Glass Slipper, the Open Umbrella. Sad crab in a top hat, <laughs> Don says. They get all close and intimate for a second, and they almost kiss, but they pull away at the last second and make it awkward and decide to go to bed instead. Um, so they're like, yeah, uh, tomorrow's a big day. We should probably get ready for bed. Um, Don says, sleep. We'll probably need lots of it. Uh, we'll probably need lots of sleep. Coming? And Norn says, I'll be down in a bit. And then he just, there's this bottom panel of him just sitting there. I love that right there. Mm -hmm. There's just a lot conveyed in that. I really like the pacing of that. Yeah. It's like he, it's like he's trying to put his finger on something. Like he's trying to remember something. And right. It's just not there. Yeah. Yeah. There's some sort of reservation that he's like struggling with. Behind him in the shadows, Shala Ball appears. His love from his home planet of Zenla. She tells him that he deserves his new life. Go. Be with her. And above all else, be happy, she says. And when she says be happy, we see that it's actually Euphoria doing this, right? So Euphoria is acting as Shalabal to give him that closure so he can move on. It's a bit fucked up. It is. It is. So we cut over to Dawn and a similar thing is happening with her. Her mother is there. We know that her mother has passed away. She's this like doing uncool. her hair, right? Her mom convinces Dawn that it's okay to forgive the surfer and it's okay to care about him. Tell him, Don, she says, be with him and be happy. So she's like, you're right, Mom, I will. And we see in that last panel, it's actually Euphoria. So they finally meet, and Don says she doesn't want to go home. She wants to stay there with him. The surfer says he doesn't need to surf the stars. And they almost kiss again, but then they pull away. This is all wrong. Don would never ask the surfer to stay on one planet. And he knows she would never sacrifice her home. We have to get off this planet, not tomorrow. Now! To me, my board, he <laughs> says. So the plant alien Euphoria is still writing to me. And it's like, no, you'll ruin everything. You can't. Euphoria is good for you. All I do is give. The board is not having it. Right. <laughs> Euphoria in her anger creates a thunderstorm. The inhabitants are all surprised because it's been like pleasant weather every day because it's their paradise, right? The ground begins to come alive as monsters. So you have these like giant 
dirt creatures or yeah. whatever coming out. I really like this. They're trying to keep the surfer away from this board. I love how enraged Norrin Rad's expression is here. It's like almost savage. Yeah. Right. yeah. It's very intense, and I haven't seen a whole lot of that. I really dig it. My board, all these months, you have kept it from me. How dare you? That is no mere conveyance. It is connected to me, part of my true self, the surfer says as he silvers up. For I am more than merely Norrin Rad. I am the silver surfer. Nice. So he gets on there and he starts like, battling those it's very dirt. old school yeah, isn't it really that's good. a very old oh, school yeah. like i like that oh i love that stuff i like so how good. um euphoria is like speaking through the monsters too because they're all part of her as well yeah <laughs> stop rebelling please yeah <laughs> <laughs> euphoria is like i only wish to make you happy and the surfer says no one toys with my heart soul or mind now to my side my board he says and we shall be whole once more and then there's this moment where Don's like, Surfer, please don't do this. But with a touch, it's as if a great fog has been lifted. The surfer says as he touches the board, Board, what has this world done to us? To Don, to our friends. Release them, creature. So he like confronts Euphoria. Oh, he's getting some he's getting some power ups ready here. Right, exactly. He's powering up the uh the curvy crackles in his hand. That's very well done. Euphoria says, I am no creature. I am this world and everything on it. You are all welcome here and free to leave whenever you wish. I have no hold over you. All I offer is happiness. All I seek is to ease your pain. And the surfer's like, lies. And so he calls the doctor and he's like, doctor, what has this world done to us? And the doctor's like, um, according to my scans, we've all been medicated and successfully treated for six billion different cases of depression. A society of galactic survivors on a world with an adaptive atmosphere. Don't you see? We did this. This planet was defending itself in the only way she knew how. From our overwhelming grief. And the amazing thing is her treatment's working. Hmm. I love that where he's like, yeah. what has this planet done? And it's like, well, it's actually treated all of our depression and given us all the medication that we need. And that's and why everything's working out really us well. Out, made us happy. Well, but, and then, but they're like, well, this is kind of creepy because it was, it was sort of done like without our involvement or yeah, consent. And like right. we weren't really part of the process in any way. So is it really successfully treating us? Or right. is it just, like, you know, a successful treatment, I, I feel like, you need to be involved in that in some way. Like you have to do that work. And I think that her taking away their, right. Their choice to make decisions, however terrible. Well, is kind of not, yeah. it's like a lot of times the whole point of treatment is to be able to cope with yeah. stress and with stressful situations. And if there is never any, to make healthy decisions, right, if, but if it's like, if it's not possible to make a poor decision, yeah. Have you really been cured sure. of, Poor decision making or, or depression or chemical imbalances or is it just the fact that nothing can ever go wrong at any point and right. you've been like totally, you know what I mean? I think it's like it's like a magical fog apparently. So it's kind of like, well, yeah. Yeah, there's some more complicated than that, I think, probably. There's a lot of moving parts. So some of the inhabitants, including Krataka, decide to leave, realizing that the attacks are now staged, right? The warthog attacks. This is no fate for a warrior, she says. Every warrior is like, I'm sorry, uh, Krataka, to you and the others as well. But as I said, you're free to go, but you're always welcome back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of like that. I mean, it's just like you think that maybe there's like um, something really nefarious going on, but I don't think anything really nefarious no, yeah. is going no, on. No, yeah. It's just like... and so, but I mean, I just, I, I think that's just the way the, the awesome writing of, you know, uh, yeah. Dan Slott and Mike and Laura read on this. I think that that's, that is interesting, like that some people would choose to stay and some people would choose to go i think that that's fine yeah as long as they're free to make that choice yeah agreed 
And the surfer says, it seems the world is what the rest of you need. My promise to you has been fulfilled. And so he says, come, Don, we should leave. For too long our journeys have kept you from your family. It's time I took you home. And so they bid their farewells, and they head out. It is interesting, though, that, like, you know, there's certain characters that were like, I'm bored, this is boring. But then a challenge would show up. Something that they would need yeah. to deal with. And so that's that was provided. So it's kind of like, I don't know, it's just interesting... I guess it's an interesting thought experiment. Yeah. It's of... kind of like, um, for this is so kind of a weird tangent, but I got into like these behavioral animal shows for a while, mm. like the Dog Whisperer and My Cat from Hell, where they sure. like go in and they they, they, they fix those. animals yeah. who have behavioral problems. Well, they don't so much fix animals. It's more like they have to train their their owners yeah. to accommodate for them, and a lot of times they're like. Well, this dog, because of the type of dog it is, yeah. this dog needs to run like thirty a miles a yeah. day or something like that. You know, and he's I mean? in a it's one a little... bedroom apartment all day. Yeah, and they're he's like, "Why is my thing? dog tearing up my stuff?" He's just being bad. He's not being bad. My he needs brother, exercise. My brother has a German Shepherd, and he takes it out every day, and he has one of those tennis ball things, and he just throws it, and he tires that dog out. Yeah, because he has to. Yeah, or else that dog will rip up his house. Well, and the everything. dog will be unhappy, yeah. exactly. and the dog is. Very happy to go run. And so I feel like this content. is what this yeah. is. It's yes. like the planet's like, well, this person needs to fight something and kill it every yeah. once in a while. So yeah. I'm going to throw a warthog out there. Yes. You know what I mean? Or whatever. And you some know? people are like, I'm, I'm being kept as a pet would. I don't like that. And some people are like, this is great, actually. I, yeah. I can dig it. Yeah, this is yeah. fine. You know. Uh, so book club members, what do you think? Would you say on the planet? I mean, it's. Oh, that's a great question. It's, I love it's kind that. of a cool thought experiment. I mean, at first I'm like, ah, that's so uncool. It's without their knowledge or consent. But it's like now that they know, now that you yeah. know, and you have it's like, well, well, would I leave? I don't know. One of the recurring things throughout this book is they keep saying they're going to leave the next day. Yeah. They're going to leave the next day. Yeah. And it seems like that has kept happening. So even if you wanted to leave, right. you might just be like, eh, what's another day? Yeah. Right. And then you end up growing a killer mustache and beard sure. or whatever. Get that get that nice <laughs> facial hair going. Uh, but part of it is they're like, oh, there's something I can't remember. Something that was yeah, important. Yeah. If part of that is like suppressing the memories of why you think you might have wanted to get out of there, that's not cool. Yeah, I agree. So it's like you need they need to be able to free, free to make their own choices and stuff like that. But at the same time, I don't know. It's so interesting because it's like, oh, there's no such thing as war. But this person wants to do war. So they do war against this beast every day. And so right. it's kind of yeah. like, well... It's it's just such an interesting. I don't know yeah. how does this planet work. It's just yeah. Okay, so would you stay on the planet? I don't know. I'm thinking about it. And it's kind of like part of me um, thinks yeah maybe, but then part of me is like nah. I don't yeah. know. It I mean, just it, depends. There's a part of me that's like yeah, that sounds like fun, but then another part of me is like how soon would it get boring? Yeah. Well, that's the thing is yeah. is is as soon as you get bored, you the the planet is like ah, you're bored. Here's a thing for you to do. Right. Yeah. But, you know, and so I I feel like I often. In the past, I've thought of situations where, like, oh, if I if I were super powerful, right, and I could, you know, have magical powers to do anything, I would often say to myself, oh, I would just get rid of all nuclear weapons. I would just throw them into a black hole with right. my powers, or I would get rid of all guns and bullets, and no one would shoot each other anymore. Or I would get rid of all the garbage in the oceans. I'd lift it up out of the oceans and throw it into the sun or something like that. And so it's like, you know, if you could make magical changes to the world that you live on, would you do it? But then what would be the consequences of that? And it would be a whole, you know, you'd be like, oh, I'd make nature healthy again. And I would, you know, try and do, well, then if you have to account for this, what about the people who are made it bad in the first place? You got to think about that. And yeah. can you take away there? You know, so it's kind of one of these things where it's like, are you cool with making the decisions that euphoria is making? And if so, you'd probably be cool with staying <clears throat> right. on that planet as well. So I guess part of me is like, 
yeah, yeah, I guess I can't. Who am I to say that I would be strong enough to leave? Probably not. Right. I yeah. think about it was like if I was in like my twenties or thirties, I probably wouldn't want to stay. But now I'm in my forties, I'm all like, hmm. Well, that's but, what but I, then like and I start thinking right. like, okay, what if I'm in like like my seventies? That seems like a great place to retire. Well, right. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like I like this line of you can always come back. Yeah. Because I think like you're done fighting. I think like it, upon this revelation, I might be like, well, fuck this. Like I might have been enjoying it, but then once they all realize. I might be with that group that's like, This nah, is slightly creepy. This, yeah. is, this is a little weird. Let me get out of here. But I would be like, okay, what are the GPS coordinates to, yeah. to get back there? <laughs> like, let me make sure that I have that tattooed somewhere or put it yeah. in the cloud or whatever because I want to know how to get back there because right. I'm going to have a, a time in my life where I'm going to need to go there. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? In the future. Yeah. You know, whether it's for a day or a year or whatever. Sure. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like, I like that idea of like, let's say in a close proximity where my spaceship can still get here if I want to. Yeah. (laughs) I just think it's an interesting thought experiment. I think that there's a lot uh, pro and against this idea. It's just a cool little idea. So as they kind of get out of the planet, they're out of the sway of euphoria and the surfer says, so you are free to tell me what you really feel. Thank you for not kissing me, she says. And he's like, oh. No, I mean... I shouldn't kiss you because a whole planet wants me to. I should kiss you because I want to. She See, says. that's a great argument. Yeah. I think that's oh, that a, was great. You yeah. know, that's well put. And then they have their cosmic kiss out here. I love they give, cosmic kiss. They give us a whole splash page for that. And there's like this pink kind of, I don't know, something that happens right there, right? Yeah. No, this is a great, great final image to this issue. <laughs> really nice. Yeah. And I feel like this kind of wraps up some of that turmoil, you know, what was going on with Don's revelation of the surfer and everything, they can kind of move on a little bit. So, yeah. Well, and I think it's it's such an interesting way to deal with both those characters' trauma of what might have been holding them back. So it's like, in a way, it was almost like the... uh, You remember the the Tony Stark, uh, like, hallucination machine that he made his, like... Oh, right. His, uh, it's like, what was it? Barf. Barf, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. the... it was like, you know, that hologram machine yeah. that he was like, ah, I wish that I had said I love you to my my parents before they left and they got in a car crash. I can never do it, but I can do it here where I'm young and they gave me a digital right, facelift. Yeah. And so that's kind of what that was like. But he knew that that was what it was. Right, they yeah. didn't know. So I think that's a consent is the real sure, yeah. the that's real the thing that's yeah hooking me on this. But I, I feel like if they maybe... If they were able to encounter that situ- so the situations that would have helped them realize, like, ah, this is what I'm hung up on. I mean, that's what a therapist yeah, sure. does is, like, they listen to you and they're like, do you realize that you're talking about this for an hour? This seems like something that is bothering you. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you should think about why it's bothering you and so on and so forth. And so it's like, yeah, these are the reasons that they didn't want to be romantically involved. And now that seems to have been resolved within them internally so now they do feel free to be with each other sure. even beyond the sway yeah, of okay, that, that planet yeah, so yeah. it's like again obviously the consent thing is a huge deal but at the same time like i'm not against the idea of treatment type of treatment Ther- yeah therapy exactly yeah. so I planet think that therapy planet therapy yeah i think it yeah it definitely would have been way less creepy and and not as uncool <laughs> if they had known what was going on yeah but um 
And in, in any case, it was just an interesting yeah. little issue. It's cool to think about, yeah. Going on to issue 13, let's talk about this cover. It's a very dramatic title. The Death of Everything That Ever Was or Ever Will Be. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and we see um, Eternity, but it's not Eternity. It's friggin' Doctor Doom. <laughs> Doctor Doom's face. Doom, 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 Doom. He's got a Doom face. Obviously, we're going to talk about Secret Wars a little bit because that does play into this. Obviously. Uh, so we open on the constellation of Syath, which stands for Sad Crab in a Top Hat. That's from the previous <laughs> issue. So now they're flying through that space. I, I like that. Uh, I wonder, I wonder if Sad Crab in a Top Hat was among the list that they were throwing back and forth of like, what are some funny or and or cool constellation names? Yeah. What's a funny one? And they're trying to think of funny constellation names, and they're like, ah, Sad Crab in a Top Hat. Or if someone came up with the name Syath and was like, that's cool, I'm going to save that for later. Oh, okay. And someone was like, oh, Syath, is that somebody's name or is it short for something? And then as a joke. <laughs> said sad crab in a top hat and then saved that i don't know like like i sometimes Which i wonder first, how they come yeah. up with some of this stuff is there a big whiteboard you know yeah we get these narration boxes where the surfer soars he soars alone mm. that's like a classic surfer quote or whatever line that you would see in one of the comics how many times have i said that aloud casting those words out into the void not today. For with you at my side, Don Greenwood, I know true. And then, like, stuff starts, the board starts, like, shaking and all that stuff. They're like, well, hey, hey, what's the meaning of this? I think someone wanted to remind us that he's still here. What's up to me, Don says. And so he's all uh, mad in the thing or whatever. Sulking. And she's like, oh, we haven't talked since I yelled at you back on planet New Haven. Because she got mad at Toomey, too, yeah. when she yeah. realized all that stuff. So she's like, I'm sorry, you know I love you. And she kisses the board. And so that kind of resolves that. <laughs> and there's kind of like this, well, what now? Kind yeah. Of a face. So the surfer asks, well, what she wants to do, right? That was the question is like, do you want to stay here? Do you want to go back home? Don wants to go home, but she also wants to explore. She suggests they take the long way home, make some social calls, drop in on some friends. The surfer has never thought of doing that. So they go. Come on, Don says. It's not like the Earth's going anywhere. Hmm. So they visit the Gerard Expanse from issue Incredible. 11. That's so awesome. Um, for that mind-bending issue 11. Now we get to talk about that detail that we skipped over. That we skipped over. I was so stupid. So it's called the Gerard Expanse. Right, and I went on this long thing, and when we talked about issue eleven, about how is a reference to some military guy nope, or whatever. None of it. No, actually, it's a reference to Mobius. To Mobius, um, so <laughs> obviously. I, yeah, thank you, Ross Radke and your own book club members for pointing that out. That yeah, it, Mobius was, strip. Mobius, and the, the issue was a Mobius strip. We were Ugh. so stupid. I can't believe that. That like, God, totally and that's it. just on there forever. Yeah, that's but, just there forever. But, we can't but I, go but back I'm, and correct that. But I'm so glad. I'm so glad that we come back to this character again on this episode because now we get to talk about it on a Silver Surfer episode. So we get to correct that. And so they're like, "Mon Dieu, the Metal Man." So, Mon Dieu. So have you come to invade our borders once more? And the Surfer's like, "We actually need an escort." He calls him Admirable Ouroboros. Oh, right. That was his He's name. Good. That was revealed at the we end. We still of that. missed it. Yeah, we still missed it even <laughs> a, even after that detail. And so they're, like, impressed, very diplomatic, that he's asking for a route around it, right? Don's like, by the way, I've been meaning to ask, if they're aliens, why are they speaking French? It only sounds French to your translator, Don, Surfer says. It's actually space French. Love it. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> we see the moon maze of Taro. That's where Toomey saved that little boy. Do you remember that issue? Yeah, yeah that was like a great a maze one. In there. So they meet with them, and they have, like, a little 
I don't know, brunch or whatever. They're having tea or something. We go over to the Pangalactic Edge where the surfer fought the pirate sharks. And they even see that cosmic ray that he saved. Cute. Um, that one comes up to him. It goes, Gwurgle. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> they even go to Jackstar 9 and they see Mr. Battleon from issues 1 through 3. He's initially angry that they assisted him in his battle. But then he says he has something for Dawn. It's an invitation to attempt Mr. Plorp's Plorpteenth Hundredth birthday. Plorpteenth Hundred. <laughs> <laughs> and Dawn's like, oh, I know just what to get him. So they go to Planet Prime. Um, I love all this. So that's the planet yeah. where everyone like had to be the best. They have the best ice cream in the world. We see the banker there, and she's like, for the sake of our planet's economy, I'll pay for it this time. I like she's like, hold, ice cream maker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very official. That's what set off their whole problem last time, was because right. the surfer turned the ice, ice cream, cream into, into Rigelian gold. gold, and then yeah. that like messed up their economy and just made this whole mess. So we go to Plorpopolis 5. I guess that's the home world of Mr. Plorp. And we see that Don got him his favorite ice cream flavor, Zapper Apple. Do you remember this? From that's the, the one where, I he, do, that's I where do. He, he ate the Zapper Apples and vomited everywhere and they were able to get out. So that's what I was thinking is like, are they going to eat this and then they're all going to start throwing up? <laughs> all the Plorps? Like, they're, they're pumped about it. They're I guess excited. I, that's yeah, their fave, man. They're, just, they're just looking at it. I love the, the party hat on Surfer's head. Oh, that's, that's a really cute, cute detail, right? And if you look in the background, we see Mr. Migdala. We see like a bunch of the other aliens that were there um, when they were making their escape. This is the plorpiest party ever. Plorp. Thank you, Ms. Greenwood, Plorp says. I love the uh, the difference in their dialogue here. He says, farewell. That was most enjoyable. And she's like, later, guys. Yeah. <laughs> he still has that hat on. He's, yeah. Um, and he takes it off. So she's like, lone sentinel of the spaceways, huh? I often forget I do have friends across the cosmos. We should do this dropping in thing more often. <laughs> so awesome. It's great. They go to the ruins of the Impericon, where they save the Never Queen. She is the living embodiment of possibility, the surfer says. Not the universe, Don asks. It's potential, everything it could be. She doesn't exist in the now. She is outside of time and space in the yet-to-be, surfer says. Outside of time. You know, there was a moment back when we were trapped in that loop when I could swear I could hear her calling out. Remember, the Never Queen did call out to him. Yeah. yeah. In that, and that's how he was able to break the loop. And then something real scary happens. And then she does call out to him. We see a, a depiction of her, and she's like all coming apart. She's full of holes, and a, she's like deteriorating. You must go now. There is no future. Run, Norinrad. Run, she says. So we get this really tense scene as they're just trying to outrun like yeah. the ending of the universe so as they're like going through it's like everything behind them is being destroyed and it's just like really cool um i love all the motion lines in this you know i mean i get some like hyperspace star wars vibes yeah. or whatever yeah it's pretty both good. trap yourselves in i'm gonna make a jump to light speed <laughs> Dawn is really worried, too. She's like, we've never gone this fast before. Where are we going? Not where, when, the surfer says. The future is dead. The present is dying. Only the past remains. If we are to survive this, we must travel back in time. I love all the colors on this next, like, double-page oh, flash so as good. they're, like, going through all this. So the surfer says the Never Queen was fading away. All possibilities are gone. All of existence is being torn apart. And the same will happen to us if we can't outsurf this wave of universal destruction. And just the way this is like separated on the, the top, you get kind of like the full yeah. 
you know, as they're going through this space tunnel or whatever, we're seeing all the moons being destroyed. But then we get this up close of them. And it's like really personal. You see Don is like crying as everything's being torn apart. Um, he's telling her that everywhere that they've been, everyone that they know is gone. It's as if they've never existed. And she's like, this can't be happening. Every moment we've shared, every life we've touched, it's all gone. Don, I'm sorry. Don't look back. And she sees the earth is being destroyed back there too. All her family and everyone she knows. So then as they're surfing, they see another version of themselves. And Don has like a different hairstyle too. You know who I would cast? Anna de Armas. Oh, she looks like Don perfect. Greenwood. Yeah. She'd be perfect. Yeah, she does she look She does like look her. exactly like a uh, an all red yeah. drawing though. Yeah. She does. So they see this other version of the surfer and Don. Uh, the other Don, she says, it's going to be okay. Everything seems bad right now, I know. But it all works out in the future, trust me. You're me from the future? How is that even possible? No time to explain, literally, the other Don says. Listen, this is important. Tell your surfer to look to the right. Do it now. The surfer's like, who are you talking to? And she's like, look, what's that on your right? A tear in the fabric of reality. A way out of the known universe. I would have gone right by it. Good work, Don. So as Surfer and Don go through that tear in the fabric of time, the other Don, the one that told her it was going to be okay, she says, I always hated lying, even to myself. I told her everything would be okay, and that was... Right, yeah. She lied, so... On the other side of the fabric of time, Don tries to explain to the Surfer what she saw. He says he didn't see anything. I was preoccupied out surfing the end of everything, he says. And they see that the cut in the fabric of time was put there by these shadowy figures. One is referred to as Z. They tell the surfer that this is the land of couldn't be, shouldn't be. A space that span, a space that stands apart from eternity. And the surfer doesn't believe it, but then they see eternity walk right by. The surfer tells Don, Eternity, paramour to the Never Queen, where she was all that could be. He is all that is and ever was. He should be filled with planets, stars, everything. Yet I sense only one world inside him. And one pitiful moon. This is wrong. Eternity, please. I would speak with you, he says. I must know what happened to... There is no eternity, only the will of doom. And so we see eternity turn around and it's Dr. Doom's face. No, the surfer screams out. <laughs> and this world and moon was looking pretty grim. Right. Yeah. That looks like nowhere, right? The the, the head? Yeah, yeah, the head of a celestial that's a moon. I think it might actually... I, I can't really remember, but I thought it was actually Ultron. Oh, okay. Maybe that's what it is. Uh, but yeah, then that's Battle World right there. Don is like, what's going on? You're scaring me. Surfer says, that man is one of the basest villains I've ever encountered in my travels. Someone who stole my power cosmic from me. This is a reference to Fantastic Four number 57 from December 1966. He has somehow usurped the power of eternity itself. All is lost. Not eternity, the shadowy figure says. The Beyonders. Doom now possesses the power of the Beyonders. How is that any better? <laughs> Surfer asks. <laughs> fine, let me explain it. That wasn't Doom, that was Eternity. When reality was destroyed, the shadowy figure says, a god like Dr. Doom saved what he could and holds it together with his will. So now Eternity is the will of Doom. A handful of Earth's heroes still exist among what remains, however. And so we see a bunch of the heroes. Um, we see Captain Marvel, Black Panther, we see Miles Morales, Spider-Man, the Mighty Thor, Star-Lord, uh, Spider-Man, Mr. Fantastic, and then we see um, Cyclops. In this version, he was the Phoenix, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's why he's like that. So, um, so this was taking place during the Secret Wars crossover. 
Arbor, you want to tell us a little bit about that? Okay, yeah. So The Secret Wars was a 2015 comic book storyline published by Marvel, written by Jonathan Hickman and drawn by Isad Ribic. And it, which and this story picks up from the Avengers uh, storyline, Time Runs Out, and I was going into Avengers and New Avengers. Mm. Uh, and it also serves as a conclusion to Hickman's run on the Fantastic Four. Uh, the whole basic story is Doctor Doom... Okay, there are all these incursions going on, and the universe is getting destroyed, and Doctor Doom and Doctor Strange went off to go find out what was causing all this, and then they found out it was not just a Beyonder, it was the Beyonders, more than one, and they got into a battle, and then they beat the Beyonders. But it also, the uni- all the universes destroyed and doom patched work together from different realities the planet battle world and he rules it as the god emperor doom with sue as his wife and and reed, reed and sue's children as his kids right oh. yeah. yeah man reed just like totally like owns him for that he's all like so uh the best you could do is have my family yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh so uh. That's where we bring Miles Morales yes. like, into the because all oh, the ultimate universe crashes into the regular like yeah. all the and that's a, yeah so like Miles Morales uh, Reed Richards maker version of Reed Richards all that came over from the Mighty Thor yeah. all this stuff yeah, yeah all the came... muscle definition on Mighty Thor fantastic really good oh, yeah. stuff yeah love it um, but so if you haven't read Secret Wars I would definitely recommend it if you have read Secret Wars but you haven't read the Avenger run up to that. I would definitely recommend that. And if you haven't read the fan, I would just recommend all of the Jonathan Hickman storyline because it is really good. And it's like a three year long story right too. On. Um, yeah, and it I, has one of the best Captain America Iron Man drag out fights towards the end of it. It's so good. Awesome. Yeah, those two are always getting into it. I love the I love the Secret Wars by Jonathan Hickman. Um, I would definitely recommend that too. I want to do it on the podcast. Maybe oh, we that can would come be back fun. to that at some yeah. point. We're gonna have to. So I'm coming out with that. So Don's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, we should cover some of that. We got uh, a couple of years though. <laughs> yeah. So Don's like, wait a minute, how do you know all this? Who are you guys? Who are we, my dear girl? You may call me Glorian, right? Mm. So this guy throws his uh, his cloak back, and he's kind of like a gold version of the Silver Surfer, right? Well, kind of. It's, uh, got a lot of uh, very odd stripey bits, but that's very old school, isn't it? That's very it like, is, yeah. oh yeah, you know. Back when they were doing costumes that looked like this. I think that's kind of a throwback. Isn't it supposed to be like a sort of like a throwback, I guess? Yeah, exactly. That's cool. And his assistant is the lowly Z. So we see the other cloaked guy. He's all covered in like this silver. um, It's covering his face and everything. I just love how Glorian was just waiting for somebody to ask. And he's all like throws back that cloak. Yeah. He's been waiting. Everything about him is just so goofy. Yeah. He seems like a very obnoxious guy. Yeah. Um, Glorian says that if the heroes win, they will need a reality to come back to. And he and the surfer will create one. Madness. Glorian says that the surfer's power cosmic can refigure matter into anything. And the surfer says there is no matter to restructure. Ha ha, is that so? Open your eyes, Glorian says. And the surfer's like, my eyes are open. I wasn't talking to you, Glorian says. Do you see now, Norinrad? This is... No empty void we stand in. Behold my master, the shaper of worlds. The white mask that's like the background of this scene is actually the face. We see this giant eyeball opening. This is really cool. Pretty trippy, right? Okay. Yeah, they're like standing in that weird spot on your eye. (laughs) And with infinite power and boundless form, we shall remake the universe. Florian says. So I wanted to talk about the shaper of worlds a little bit. He first appeared in Incredible Hulk 155. He's actually the first cosmic cube. It became sentient. Oh, okay. Kind of like, um, it made me think of like uh, Danger 
they did that oh, with a danger a, room yeah. or something sure, yeah. like yeah. that, right? So it's the very first cosmic, cosmic cube, and when it came to life, it assumed this form that kind of looks like a scroll, but he's also like coming out of a, of a machine or something like that, right? Okay, that was in the seventies, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, and that ends that issue. Um, so I like that we end on that giant double page splash of this just this giant face. It's so weird. <laughs> <coughs> I was trying to get you to stop. Yeah, that's talking. okay. Yeah, but it's so weird. I love just the weirdness of oh, this yeah. end, the ending of this issue. Issue 14, Hard Restart. I dig this cover. This is so cool. It is amazing. I mean, just zoom in and look at some of that, all that stuff back there. All those colors and all those little details. This would have been cool to have on like a, as a poster on my wall. When oh, I was yeah. In, like, uh, in my blacklight phase. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say they should make a blacklight poster of this. We open on Dawn. Pretty groovy. All right, let's do this. Let's bring everything in the universe back, she says. And server's like, Dawn, wait. <laughs> <laughs> we have to be cautious about this, he says. And Dawn is like, nah. Dawn is like, look, Not everything just got it. destroyed. Yeah. We have a chance to remake that. We have to take it no matter what the cost. <laughs> and Glorian says that there is no price for what he and Z are offering. All I'm going to do is give you everything you ask for. It's really that simple. So already right here, I was just thinking of like, mm. didn't you just leave a planet where yeah. everything was trying to make you happy? Yeah. And now this guy is like, I'm going to give you everything you want. I don't know. It seems very, you know. Suspicious. Yeah. yeah. There, are, there are a lot of stories that talk about like Jin, you know, being like, ah, but there's a catch. Right. It's, yeah. You know, et cetera. Yeah. Or like monkey's, monkey's paw, paw situation. Yeah. Careful what you wish for. Kind right. Of thing. Yeah. Um, Dawn starts talking about bringing back her home and Earth, and Anchor Bay just starts appearing behind her in the white. Soon I it, love the way, like the waggledy, yeah, yeah wobbly. So good. You, you see it right. kind of like it's coming into shape, like it's almost it, animated, yes, like a, it's like, almost a crude, like animation, yeah, like a crude kid's drawing, and then more defined, and then it's kind of like, yeah, like a yeah. mirage, almost kind of, almost like a sketch that's coming to life. And then all of a sudden, her sister and her dad are there. Along with some of the occupants, I like how some of the people for the, who were staying the, at yeah. the at the inn are there too, and they're like, "Where are we? We thought it was all over." You did this, they ask her. Who cares? All that matters is you're here with me. And so they have like a cute little reunion there. I like this. It's so wholesome the relationship she has with her father and her sister. And the surfer is like, "Okay, Glory, and I'm in." Like he's got to at this point, right? He sees how happy this is making Dawn. Glorian explains that being in close proximity to the Shaper of Worlds allows Dawn to be able to reshape reality. That's how she's doing it. Glorian says he needs the Surfer's help to restore the universe. So they split up. Dawn is going to stay with Z and create Earth, and the Surfer is going to go off with Glorian and create everything else. As they leave, Dawn yells to the Surfer, When you recreate all of existence, bring all of our friends back first. So the Surfer promises. The house is like sitting right there, and as they're flying away, but it's like right on the face of the Shaper yeah, world. It's so weird, right? <laughs> oh man, I love all that stuff. With Glorian and the Surfer, Glorian asks why the Surfer recreates the void of space first. The Surfer explains that it is the Grand Tapestry. That all things are placed upon. Without the darkness, light has no meaning. I love all this kind of like yeah. philosophical yeah. talk. Or, yeah, I mean, it's just... Uh, I, I just love the way uh, they work in kind of the surfer's mind frame or whatever. It's very like, he just wants to bring back everything as it was. I like Glorian's groovy... Uh... His uh, his surfing trail is right. Yeah, it's a different it's gradient like a... of rainbow on each panel. Oh wow! So you can yeah, kind of see right. that like 
if that were animated like in, in a cartoon like that would be so dope right yeah. like the really lights are good. kind yeah. of fluctuating throughout it, it looks real good glorian says the surfer can change that and make whatever he wants but the surfer says that is not for him to decide all i seek is to restore the balance to put back all we have lost no more so the surfer decides to start his mission with rekindling the star near brundle bus three this is what he was doing in the first issue yep and we see those little Brundle buds, and like before, they start building tributes to him. The surfer wishes that they wouldn't, so Glorian says that he could change that. So they don't. No, the surfer responds, that would make me the very thing I wish I wasn't. A most confusing paradox. Yes. And like you said, this his whole his whole way of thinking is kind of laid out for us yeah all these issues so far have been just like thought experiment after thought experiment it's really interesting to think because this got me thinking about like well he says oh you can reorder every one of their minds yeah so that they won't worship you you know you can rearrange their minds yeah so that they don't behave this way wouldn't you do that if you get so i think about what i'm thinking about is Oh, if I had the power to reorder some people's minds here on Earth yeah. to to not murder one another in brutal fashions, right. would I do it? I would. Right. But yeah. is that wrong morally or is it right morally? And so it's got you thinking about like, I don't know. It's just such an interesting – if you are at the power of like a, a godlike being. Creating the universe, yeah. You know, yeah. what? what's that? I mean, what's the difference at that point? Yeah. You know? So I don't, I don't know. know. It's just such an interesting, uh, just a little again. Like, yeah. What would you do? It's got you. It's got me thinking about that. Yeah. Back with Dawn, she finishes recreating Anchor Bay, and boop, she puts the sun in the sky. <laughs> I like she's like, oh, yes. I know what's missing. Boop. Yeah. <laughs> you just brought back the sun. Yeah. A star one hundred and nine times larger than this planet. Whoa! I have no idea what I'm doing here. Dawn says. <laughs> it's a very that panel is very like. Just brought back the sun. Like, it's just a very, <laughs> hey. You know, I th- I love the juxtaposition of, like, this guy's like, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. You're a god. And then over here, he's like, hey, um, can, you might you might want to think about slowing it down just a little bit. Just for some perspective here, this is a fucking star yeah. that you've made here. Just just maybe slow it down. Perhaps we should attempt something a little smaller, Z says, yeah. as he leads Don off. He's like, let's go remake France or Belgium. You know, Eve is like, wait a minute, why does she get to remake this and be God? And the dad's like, Eve! He has to like, <laughs> there's, all, there's all that already. Well, because it's, it's, she's like, it's <laughs> true, because she's thinking about like, I, but she's, I've seen her do this and that. And right. Her, she's got bad taste. So I don't know if we should, she's never even been there. Like, yes. I've been. So it's just, it's just an interesting uh, dynamic between the two of them. It's cute. She says, you are not up to this. And Don says, hey, I brought you back. You did, honey, and you did a great job, the dad says. So maybe you could bring your mom back, too? But, Dad, she's gone, Don says. But if you could bring back the ocean, the sun, all of us, couldn't you try, please? And she's like, Dad, I have to rebuild France. I'll be back soon. That moment with the dad really got me. That really got me. And then, of course, that goes back to what what you were just saying a few moments ago. It's just like, if you do have the power, I mean, why couldn't she bring back her mom? And so what we're now starting to see the downsides. What are the limits? To right, where yeah. where should you draw the line? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's not where can you draw the line. It's where should you draw the line. And that's... They were kind of wrestling with this in Endgame a bit where he was like, okay, now bring everything back, but make it just the way it was, but no do this, no do yeah, that. Yeah. And we have to do all the... It's kind of like, what? Uh, you know, yeah. at what point does it become... So that's, again, yeah. that's just another thing that really... Uh, that would yeah. really bake your noodle, won't it? 
I'm going to bring everyone back, but I'm also going to be rich or something like that, right? <laughs> right. And so where's the... I want to be rich, somebody famous. <laughs> An so... actor, maybe. <laughs> so the... our characters have already agreed that something is preferable to nothing, but now they're in charge of what something includes. And right. that's just a forever, never-ending thought experiment. And yeah. I, I just really think that that's... Such an interesting moment with the father there. I was so hurt by his expression yeah. and his the halting nature of his speech pattern and, and, and all of it just really got to me like, oh God, that would that would really get to me. And I can't imagine people coming up to me like, Can't you just but you can yeah. do all this and you can't bring back my loved one? What right, the hell? Yeah. And that's that's yeah. such a So what what yeah. point where can the where should the line be drawn? Yeah. Yeah. Over with the surfer and Glorian, they bring back all the friends, just like he promised Don. Um, I love this page. This is incredible, yeah, right? Yeah, super cute. The... This is a good poster as well. Oh, yes, yeah. Is. This yeah. is a poster right here. Um, I love uh, the Planet Prime people, those two little otters. Remember them? Um, the Rays. The Rays are back. The Rays. A bunch of the little Plorp, aliens. Mr. Plorpy. Mr. Plorp. We see uh, Mr. Batalon. Remember those two guys? We were trying to figure out who are these two guys at the subway I shop know, or there's whatever. There's some guys. There's some guys, oh, yeah. right? But they're in there, yeah. Glorian asks why they're creating all this. These are trivial beings, and what about in the grand scheme of things, the Kree or the Skrulls or the Shi'ar? I shall get to them in time, the surfer says, but I must first keep my promise to Don Greenwood. For while the power to reshape galaxies may be impressive, it is nothing compared to the word of a true friend. Honestly, the universe is probably better without the scroll, the scroll Kingery <laughs> and Shi'ar in it. But again, this is where exactly. we talk about like, ah, but who, why are you the arbiter yeah, of who yeah. survives and who doesn't? Yeah, that's that, such an interesting... Exactly, because I mean... Yeah. He recreates the planet Euphoria and he pauses. He says that these people are important to him. They are survivors of the worlds I helped to destroy. Finding them this paradise was an act of penance. You're saying they lost their worlds, their families, most of their species, and by your hand, Glorian ass? A shame you couldn't do more for them, he it says. It seems like he's been egging him on yeah. this whole time to like yeah. pushing him further and further to do more stuff. But the surfer responds, yes, but things are what they are. Come along, Glorian. The universe is fast and there is still much work to be done. So he tries to just say... It, it is what it is. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. is how it is. Back with Don and Z, she recreates all the famous landmarks. She's finally seen the world. I like, um, these are all the things from the, uh, from the postcards that Eve's been sending. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. That we Dude. saw in the issue one. Okay, I'll admit it. We were in a weird place before. Australia? Um, no, I meant back there with my dad. <laughs> but now look at a Z zipping around on a rainbow. It's actually an Einstein Rosen bridge. Stop ruining this for me. I spent all my life in Anchor Bay, and now I'm finally seeing the world. You mean making the world. Same thing. Yeah, this is a really cool um, montage here. But um, I like this Einstein Rosen bridge gag. Yeah, yeah I was that's thinking, pretty great. I, is that a is that a poke at like Thor and stuff like that? Oh, yeah. Because they were like, for sure. Oh, it's actually a Einstein Rosen bridge yeah. or whatever. And then it's like she's like, "Stop ruining this for me!" <laughs> like I felt like that was a little jab at that. I love that. Shut yeah. up! It's magic. Shut up! Yeah. Shut it. But soon Z points out that all these cities are just like two D representations they're just like flat pieces of cardboard well this is the brilliance of this story and the script and the way they're telling it is that just when i was starting to think wait a minute but how does she know like because on this first page where she's traveling all these places i'm like how can she possibly recreate every infinitesimal little detail you know she's never even been to these places how does she know what the inside of this like the sydney opera house looks like how does she know 
what the Taj Mahal looks like and the, the, the pyramids and everything. Like it just doesn't. And I, I was starting to, I was starting to kind of be like, I don't know if, is it based on her memory or what is it based on? Right, Are these yeah. wishes? Like yeah. what it's is just this? what she's seen. Who in is in charge of yeah. putting that there and rebuilding it? So is it just like, Oh, I wish everything was the way that it was before. And it doesn't involve me and doesn't hinge on my memory of those things. Or is it literally what she's remembering? And then the next page, I'm like, oh, I get my answer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is all bullshit. And yeah. she's just like, oh, it's just postcards. It's an image, but it's not. there's right. nothing to yeah. it. There's nothing there. And so Z is like, well, we could get your sister to come help us. And she's like, I would never hear the end of that. <laughs> and he's like, well, who else has vast knowledge of the earth? And she's like, well, the surfer was trapped here for years. And so... Uh, he says that she should summon the surfer to help her. Since this he knows is starting Earth to seem well. like a plot right. or a plan. Mm-hmm. Oh well, then you should summon the surfer right away. Yeah, it's just a very hmm. Yeah, back with the surfer and Glorian, he's recreating the remains of New Haven. When Glorian asks him about it, he explains what happened with Galactus. This must be hard for you, but harder still will be when you have to remake Galactus. And the surfer's like, uh, I hadn't considered that. But you are right. My former master is a necessary part of the cosmic order, and so we see him recreate Galactus. It is not my place to question such things. Right. Is it or isn't it? But then he's like, no, fuck this. This isn't fair. If the universe is to begin anew, why must this cancer be reborn as well? And so he destroys Galactus, and Galactus is like, Harold, stop. What are you? Ah!" He's like, Galactus, no more. Yeah. I like that, too. I feel like that's a reference to... Mutants no more. Yeah. Or no more mutants. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When he says, uh, enough, my reality has no room for such monsters, I just think that's just a very... That's what breaks him. Yeah. Yeah. Right? You know yeah, what yeah, I yeah. mean? Glorian remarks on how many lives will be saved, but the surfer goes a step further, bringing worlds back. The surfer's like, I have never felt more unburdened. For once, everything feels right. And we see the shaper of worlds. It's wrong. The shape of things is wrong, he says. Repetitions on worlds, flaws in the patterns of space-time, all wrong. What do you do it then? We see in his eyes. We're doing the best uh, we can. uh, Why don't you get up off of your lazy behind and do something? You're just laying there all creepily. Maybe maybe he's hung over. Maybe he does have that house on his face, too. He does have a house on his face. Back with Dawn, she summoned the surfer, so he came. She tells him she needs him to show her the world. He says he'll be honored. And so he silvers down and he's all romantic, telling her, Earth is a part of you, Dawn, and I love every part of you. No beard, no beard. Oh, that's the tell. This is perfect, Dawn says. In fact, and then we cut over to the surfer, he's finishing the sentence. This is better than perfect. This is how the universe was meant to be. It's, and then we cut over to the shaper of worlds, wrong. The shape of every world is wrong. Ooh, geez. Issue 15. This is a cool cover. Oh, I love this cover. I like this, like, uh, half-silvered-up, you know, yeah. Yeah, kind of thing that well, they have going Well, and it's the on. negative space of right. where he's you, not been silvered up or down. You can see, like, there's, like, there's not enough to cover the whole thing. Like, they're sharing it or almost or something well, like that. Well, it's literally a mirror image. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's really but cool. But it's inverted. That's cool. So we open with Surfer and Glorian. They've finished recreating the universe. And with this final act, I'm done. Amazing, you have restored Zen La, Glorian says. A fitting reward, if you wish, you could bring the Earth Girl here in a snap. And the surfer's like, I would never do that. Zen La was always a little too perfect for my taste. I spent my every moment here dreaming of distant stars and wanting to explore a strange new... The worlds, the shaper of worlds appears. And here we kind of see how he's like in this weird machine. You see that? Yeah. A little, little guy in a He's tank. got like 
holes missing. <laughs> right. I mean? So he looks a lot like the Never Queen, right? When we right. saw her, it's almost like they Swiss cheesed him or something, right? Oh, and I do love how all the holes, like we didn't mention this on the Never Queen, is like it's all the holes look like that Kirby crackle. Yeah. Oh, right. Yes. Good detail, Aubrey. They explain that he's fading. Soon there will be nothing left of him, Glorian says. Shaper, please, while there's still time, tell us what's troubling you, the surfer asks. You have made errors, duplications, anomalies. These must be dealt with if your new universe is to survive. Hurry. And so we see in his eyes, it's the people of New Haven in there. So they head over to that planet. I like how Glorian like opens tunnel. this like rainbow portal or whatever. An Eisenberg um, Rosenbridge. <laughs> there you go. To get over there. It's, it's a planet Euphoria. Tunnel. So when they get to Euphoria, all the inhabitants, they have all those holes in them and they're kind of screaming out too. They are literally being torn between two worlds, the surfer says. Forgive me, my friends. Here, I shall speed you on your way. Return to your home worlds. Be with your loved ones. Oh, and the kids are like, no, don't take me from my friends. So they don't want to go to their home worlds. You right. know what I mean? They yeah. want to stay together. Um, and the surfer has this moment where he's like, oh, perhaps I'm ill-suited to play God. And Euphoria is even like, what are you doing to my people? I'm trying to like give them comfort and you're putting them in pain. I like her swamp thing look. Oh, yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. I like the yeah. expression, too, as she's, like, yelling at him. Yeah. You know, you really get the sense. Like, her point is to just make everybody happy. Yeah. So yeah. then to see this happening to her people is, like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely gut-wrenching. Glorian says to head back to Don Greenwood. And Anchor Bay, we cut back over. And so Don is with the surfer there, too, right? They have remade the Earth. The surfer says... You know more about your home world. The truth is, between news, school days, stories, and songs, the knowledge for restoring your planet was already inside you. I don't really buy that, right? Mm. <laughs> You're much more than just some sheltered person from this seaside town. You had no need for me to pitch in. As soon as they get back, oh, we see the lowly Z is also on one of those, like, surfing the rainbow or whatever. Mm -hmm. He uh, reminds Dawn of something that she's been putting off. And she's like, oh, yeah, my dad's request to bring back the mom. And so she starts doing it. But then she's like, what happened happened. We're supposed to remake the universe, not the past. Norin, tell me I'm doing the right thing. You know the answer to that, he says. But, but he never tells her anything. No. He no he, right. yeah. He's just yeah. a little... He's just deflecting everything back to like her. Like a shade. The surfer returns with Glorian and he's like, Don, I have returned. My apologies for not coming sooner. This is a very classic, this is a very classic silver surfer pose here. Oh, I love, love it. that. Yeah. Dig that. <laughs> By all the stars, who is that? And so... It's another duplication. And the duplicate, Norrin, he's like, behind me, Don, this is clearly a scroll. <sighs> Remember, he did that the first time yeah. that he met his sister because they're twins. Um, so I like that that's the first response whenever uh, a Norrin rat or a surfer sees two people that look alike. So he's like, why would you fashion another me? And she's like, what? And so the other one starts trying to sober up. But he's like, why aren't I silvering up? They're splitting the power cosmic. Right. Here. This is a final anomaly. The Shaper of Worlds appears. As its creator, Ms. Greenwood, you must choose. Only one may exist, and then the shape of the universe will be complete. Glorian says, Master, we're so close. This is the final step. I can't wait any longer. Take control. Choose for her. It is not my place, the Shaper of Worlds says. Besides, my power is all gone now. Have patience, Glorian. But then Glorian's like, if you don't have any power, then zap, he destroys the Shaper of Worlds. I have no more need for patience. This is a luxury for a slaver, not his slave. And so Glorian becomes this, like, giant being after destroying the Shaper of Worlds. Um, now he's the Shaper. And more importantly, I am free. Don's like, what's going on? And the surfer's like, ah, oh, we've been taken advantage of. Used as pawns in the far greater game. We also see that the lowly Z is actually 
The Incredulous Zed. Yeah, from issues one through three, right? He tears back um, the his cloak and that metal stuff kind of comes apart and we see him. So remember, he got banished to the land of shouldn't be, couldn't be. Yeah, because he, right. uh, he tried to kill the Nevergreen. Right, exactly. I like how when they say the Incredulous Zed, she's like, Zed from the Impericon, hmm, never really got a good look at him. Who's that again? So they, he has this incredible, like, tears back the thing, and they're like, who is this guy? And then they even put a footnote here. It says, uh, when she says, I never got a good look at him. Back in Silver Surfer number three, and nope, she didn't. Tom. I love it when they little footnotes <laughs> like that. Zed says that he was cast out of the old universe because of them, but now he gets to be the next in line to the god of this one. The surfer asks Glorian why he killed the Shaper of Worlds. I thought you, of all beings, would understand, Surfer, Glorian says. He was my all-powerful master. I had to wait for the actual end of the universe for a task so grand that it would expand all his energy. Only then could I free myself from his yoke. Wouldn't you have done the same to end your servitude to the mighty Galactus? And the other surfer's like, who are they talking about Galactus? Don's like, really? How could you not know that? <laughs> so we're starting to see like who the fake surfer is. The real surfer says, don't you see, Don, in your perfect vision of me, the surfer would have never served the world eater. So he's like, you should choose him. She's like, yeah, but he's not the one who's real. Like, so, no. Right. And, he, and he, the other ones, he's like, wait, I'm not real? Yeah. <laughs> That's a real existential crisis right I know, there. right? So uh, we have this confrontation with Glorian and Zed. Where he's like, oh, so you did all this just to be free of your powerful master? And Glorian's like, yes, and wait, next in line, you'd eventually betray me too, wouldn't you? And Zed's like, um, I wouldn't, I swear. He's like, eh, why risk it? And he just destroys him right there. He zaps him. Zed's dead, baby. Zed's dead. <laughs> Who's Zed? Zed's dead, baby. Zed's dead. I love that that's the end of this character, too. He's just like, ah, he kind of deserves that. Yeah, he was kind of a dick anyway. <laughs> so now Glorian is still waiting on Dawn to pick a surfer. He says, choose Dawn and be done with it. And she's like, no, the moment that I pick one, then you win. You're clearly the bad guy here, so I'm not letting that happen. And the surfer's like, she's right. You need for us to choose, but why? Hold on, the shaper said there can't be any anomalies or duplications. What if that holds true for this entire reality? And so they're trying to, they're starting to figure it out now. Glorian's like, that's insane. You don't know what you're saying. So Don says, but that means there's another universe out there. The old one? Maybe. It's still a possibility, the surfer says. So how do we choose it instead? And so here comes Toomey, right? He's figured it out. And so the other surfer, we see him. He tells his board, why aren't you doing anything? We are the fake ones, aren't we? Aww. Uh. Aww. <laughs> so Toomey comes over and he shows Don a reflection of her behind the gate. So this is a reference to issue three of this same series, right? Dawn explains, the first time I met the Never Queen, she let me choose the shape of her heart of every possibility. And what she chose was the front gate back at my home. She said everything would be possible if I was on the right side of that gate. So then they head towards it. Glorian's like, don't you dare. The board takes him towards the gate. I like how the other surfer is carrying his board. He's kind of yeah. like, do something. Like I don't. Know. He's like, I'm supposed to be doing something with this. So Glorian starts, like, attacking them. He's zapping them, and he's like, you will pay for this betrayal. He's about to zap them, and all of a sudden, the fake surfer, he jumps in front of the zap, and he takes it. See, only the real Norrin would love you enough to, ah, he gets killed. I thought that was really sweet, too, because he is this idealized version of right. Norrin that would kill himself for her, you know? So yeah. that all kind of works out. But then it's like, uh, Glorian got what he wanted. Now the universe is finished. But they make it to the gate in time. 
And as they make it over there, I love this top panel where they reach out towards it. You see, the, like, yeah, they barely the, make it to the other side. All the panels go wibbledy-wobbledy. Right. And the Never Queen pops out. And just like that, one possibility is within your reach. What does she mean, Donass? It means that a future exists again, the Never Queen says. One moment, one hope, one wish. Norn Rad of Zenla, Don Greenwood of Earth, this one last choice is yours to make choose we see the two eternities right one of them is the one with glorian and it has all the universe inside of it and the other one is the doctor doom universe with the battle world in it don says our universe is still there we can pick that one right and surfer says no we can't not while it remains in the thrall of doctor doom and then just then at last i am free here's the part where i think this is kind of funny because ultimately at the end of that secret war story Doctor Doom loses loses hold of eternity. I don't really want to spoil it too much. I mean, I really think it's a really good story, and I think that people, if you haven't read it, should go read it. Right. You know? But the ending of that story perfectly coincides with this moment where they have to choose. Yes. You know what I mean? So that's kind of, I don't know, it's very convenient. That yes, that yeah. No, I mean, it's But it's I guess awesome. that's the way it's supposed to be, you know what I mean? Just at that moment, that's when Secret Wars ends. Their universe is back under the control of eternity, but things have changed. It is both familiar, strange, old and new, Eternity says. I like this. I think that this is also like almost an ad because they're like, hey, we got a bunch of new comics that are going to be coming out. You know what I mean? Cause oh, yeah. Cause this is where they're bringing in Miles and all this other stuff to the MCU. Yeah, he's the like 616. He's like, I'm the same, but different. Not as you knew me, but also as you knew me. You're some bullshit. Right, yeah. <laughs> I got, I got, I got a miles in me now. Right, <laughs> all new, all different Avengers or whatever. Yeah, they call it something like that. Anyway, oh, I can't remember, but yeah, there's a do lot of cryptic like bullshit. Yeah, but Don's like, that's good enough for me. This one agreed. Surfer says we pick. No, whatever you think of that universe, it is in flux. It is unknown. Glorian says he's like this one you crafted, so your friends and family are here. And Glorian says they might not exist in the new reality because things have changed. Um, but then the dad calls all to her, and he's like, hold on, Ladybug, think about it. I'm not really your dad, am I? I'm all your thoughts and memories of him, and I do love you, Don. I love you so much that I know if there's even a chance your real dad is out there, you deserve to be with him. You deserve real love, he Aww. says. So even the fake dad kind of gives yeah. her... Yeah. Uh, he's so... He's made of her memories, so he would always do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? The surfer tells Glorian it's over, and he's is like... Is it? Is it? In my reality, you brought back every planet you helped destroy. In my realm, all your sins were washed clean. Choose eternity. Turn your back on me. All these worlds would die again by your hand. And he holds up all the... He shows him all the planets again. And the surfer's like, you win. So he's about to do it right there. I think that's really interesting. Yeah. But Don tells him, those are all make-believe daydreams of would-haves and should-haves. They're regrets. We don't get to choose different paths. What you do get to choose is the future, the person you want to be. You were a herald. You chose to be a hero, a defender, a knight in shining armor with his trusty steed ready to save the universe. Save it one more time. And the surfer's like, that's how you see me now? Glorian tries to step in one more time. Stop, you don't understand. I'm the universe of your own making." All that you care about, everywhere you've ever been, everything you've ever seen. And nothing more, Don says. Norrin, you always said the universe, the real universe, is infinite and ever-expanding. Well, come on, don't you want to see new stars? And she reaches out her hand. We get this, like, across the panel, too, as he, like, takes her hand. And he's like, yes, with you. And then Glorian's like, no! We see his reality, like, totally, like, shattered everything. I like how his hands are, like, kind of reaching out. 
Yes. And and then the other eternity is like welcoming them in. He's like, come on, guys. We really have no idea where we're going, the surfer says. Do we? I do, Don says as they jump into eternity. Anywhere and everywhere. Hang on, surfer says. We get this amazing splash page. And that's also reminiscent of uh, the end of issue three. I think they said the same thing, right? Anything and everywhere. Oh, yeah. Your universe. That's the end of this one. So... Now they're back in the 616, and the universe is now whatever it was at the end of Secret Wars. I think for a brief moment they were calling it, like, Universe Prime or something like oh, that. Oh, okay, yeah. But I, I think that everybody was just like, no, nah, it's just a 616. I love the Scotty Young cover. Yeah, oh, so I love Scotty we Young. have some of the variants, and we're looking at this omnibus version. Um, some of the variants are in there. So this breaks up. We're halfway through the omnibus right here. Francisco Francavilla, he did this really minimal one. Um, we've talked about him on the Hellboy podcast. I really like his stuff. Oh, and we get like a little bit, a little sketchbook section, I guess, of the issues that we've already seen. Um, yeah, because uh, what we just finished was the uh, the end of the, like, the first series because it's like, uh, like the one I'm looking at, it's like there's an ad for Silver Surfer number one coming the next beginning of the next right, year. Right, exactly. So they actually restarted the numbering again too. It went to issue 15 and then they restarted it again. Um, and then there's another like 15 or so issues. So that'll be fun to come back to. Laura Allred does a lot she of really, heavy lifting you see those in pencils, these books. Yeah. <laughs> these pencils are so clean. It's amazing how clean they are. But yeah, I mean, she's doing a bulk of the work here. It's really amazing to just see them in the black and whites. Very cool. Yeah, so what do you think about this wrap-up to uh, this section of the omnibus or this wrap-up of the this story? Hell yeah. I thought it was really good. A lot of times when they have uh, event storylines and you have to like tie in most of them just feel like just like crap throwaway type stories yeah. i like how that they how dan slot and michael were uh, were able to actually craft this like okay we got to tie into this this is how we're gonna do it and yeah keeping I, you know. true to the spirit of their book of their yeah. book and like... not compromising that each of their books has a beginning a middle and an end but they don't feel disjointed or disconnected from one another it's it's all on the same theme of like Here's this philosophical conundrum of what's right and what's wrong, and you have right. to think about it. And you know, and it's it's at the end, it comes down to love, and you have to choose love, and that's you know what's really love. And so it's just a very yeah. yeah, like they didn't compromise their what they're doing, but at the same time, they did successfully kind of integrate these ideas right. that they were told to integrate, which is hey that's impressive yeah i hadn't even thought about that aubrey these are tie-in issues yeah because uh, i mean 13 uh, 14 and 15 they're they're tie-ins and like i don't even see them like that because it yeah. seems like it's the it's a, it's its own story yeah because like um like like on all the trade dress i mean all the cover dress like on the ones i've seen it's like secret wars the last days of silver surfer and the last days of was a branch of the secret wars like tie-in stuff so a bunch of comics got the last days of oh and, okay but then there was also other ones that were part of the battle world kind of Right. So you got end of days, last days, and then also like, hey, uh, Thor got replaced with the Thor corpse, and there's all these Thor yeah, running the around. Thors or whatever. The Thor yeah. core. Yeah. That <laughs> were pretty cool. I mean, there's some really cool stuff. There's some like just dumb shit in there, but there's a lot of fun stuff in there. The old man Logan that spun off from um, Secret Wars was really good. Yeah. Yeah. That's some yeah. good stuff. I think uh, Jeff Lemire writes on some of that. Nice. Yeah, but for a tie-in, I thought this, they did a really great job with it. And it was, like, true to, like you said, their book and what was going on there. There is all this, like, mind-bendy, trippy stuff 
philosophical and so it like it feels like it falls in line with all of it that. was all on theme though yeah. like it, it was in it it also seemed like it it kept ramping up as far as um the stakes yeah. kept getting kind of bit so it's it sort of introduces that idea in kind of a, a smaller way and then it kind of leads into this larger problem that happens and then right. it keeps going so it's it was um i think it was really well done i really appreciate the way that they don't compromise the um the storytelling for the sake of right. having to, you know, cram all this whatever into yeah. they don't it doesn't feel like it's crammed in there at all. Yeah. And I like how they incorporate like the shaper of worlds and eternity and like the never queen, these other kind of concepts. Yeah. Um these these kind of like weird yeah. out there type of stuff. Well like we've said from the beginning that when we first started reading these is that it's it feels very old school with, with a huge new school vibe. Yeah. And it's just kind of the best of both of those worlds. It's yeah. like all of the good stuff without any of the stuff that you hate about either. Right. And I yeah brilliantly done really it's like just all the coolest parts of both old and new school so comic book stuff so so what about you you have your world that you've created where um, yeah that's where, the thing. i don't know uh, where don't... your universe where right. there's no guns and there's no bullets and there's no right you know what i mean and then you've got you don't know what you're coming there's back no to nuclear weapons you know there's no I mean? yeah. Like, yeah like you don't and then you've got our universe which like you've been out of so you don't know what you're coming back to. i don't know what's in there you don't know what you're you know are what are you picking i think they did a really good job of illustrating just the problems with that and the issues yeah. that you'd run into like but i'm not an all-knowing you know right being or whatever and so i i i can't know and that's not it's not maybe that's not up to me for a reason is that i'm flawed and you know silver surfer's like yeah but i can bring back all these people that I, I I can write all the wrongs and then it's like, well, I've created more issues now. Hang on, yeah. this is bad yeah. too. So what? And she, Dawn was saying, well, you can't go back in time and fix all of your past regrets, but you can decide who you're going to be now with the choices you'll make as the future yeah. starts happening and then becomes now. So it's, you know, those are, I think that they handled that really well. I thought that that was really, it is interesting. And I guess it might, that took the long way around to say, I don't know. Yeah. It's just a really interesting philosophical kind of a thought experiment of I'd like to think that I would make the best possible choice and be the best possible person, but I don't know if I would be. Yeah. I don't know if I could be. And so I just think it's really kind of um, – I like the you know the moral conundrum that it puts to the reader of like you really have to think about – you know, you'd like to think you'd make the right choice, but – you right. never really or know you, if you would or not. Exactly. What yeah. if what if you just got Euphoria and made her the universe and say every planet's going to be the whole universe sure. is going to be like that and everyone's just going to be happy and there's nothing you could do about it. Well, and that's the thing is but there is there was something that you could do about it. Yeah. They were like, "Well, we're just going to bail." Yeah. Kind yeah. of a thing. We don't we don't we opt out. We're opting out yeah. of this. And so would they, would it I I do think it would be cool as if people who were like, "I would prefer if there weren't all of this horrible stuff going on. Yeah. Maybe they could go somewhere <laughs> and to be free of all the horrible stuff they have no control over. But it's like, that's not what reality is. Yeah, yeah. As much as I, you know, my little daydreams about like, wouldn't it be cool if good things happen instead of bad things? That's just daydreams though. I, at some point you have to come back to reality and deal with reality as it is and say, we have to work to make this world a better one with the powers that we do have. Yeah. And yeah. I like that message. I think that it's we all need to escape every once in a while to think, wouldn't it be cool if? But I, I do like the conclusion of the story where Don was like, no, we've got to deal with the universe 
as it is and as her dad said like you know i love you very much but i'm not anything you yeah i'm just your imagination right yeah your real dad may or may not be out there but whatever it is it's like you deserve that reality and yeah. i think that that's true of all of us it's like yeah this is not <clears throat> ideal but it's up to us to um to do whatever we can within the reality that we've that we've been giving. Yeah. So if if you're given powers to reshape reality, obviously there's problems are going to arise, and how do you deal with those problems and so on? It's like a cascading domino effect of like all these problems that happen. So I like the way that they dealt with that. I thought that was just interesting. It's just a cool thing to think about. Yeah. And yeah. All of these Silver Surfer stories have been just cool shit to yeah. think about, and they've been executed in just the most excellent way. I also like how like it's um, everything in like the universe is they recreated. It's just like. It's every place that they've ever been, and it's like nothing new for them. And yeah. so, yeah. going back to the uh, universe, to the real universe, is like they're going because, like you know, do you want to see what you've always been, or do you want to go and embrace and see something you've never seen before? The yeah. possibilities, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's almost like you know, like you know, don't don't live in your past. You got to keep moving forward to the future. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think you both touched on the parts that I think are the convincing arguments. Is like he said, you deserve real love. This is not real love. This is fake love that you've just made up. And you deserve new experiences, mm -hmm. things that you haven't seen before. And I think that is kind of like the the argument of, you know, yeah, we should probably, like, pick our shitty one. Silver Surfer is like, yeah, but I destroyed all these worlds. I could just remake them. But that's not yeah. what happened. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah. you can... We can we can see ourselves in him. We all have things that we regret yeah. that we wish we could change, but we can't. And we have to go forward with this new knowledge, and we have to do better. That's the reality that we all live in, and that's what we have to do. And I, I just I think it's um, giving us a reason to choose that though. That yeah. is unique, and yeah. that is really yeah. impressive. That's a well told story. Yeah. And it's so goofy. All of this stuff is so yeah. weird and <laughs> wild and out there and cosmic goofiness. And at the heart of it are these really intense yeah. emotional themes. And I mean, what a book. Yeah. What it's a yeah. book really to great. have both of those things, this goofy out there silliness at the same time, just at the heart of everything that you hold dear. And yeah. it's just so. It's really good. Wow. I'm glad you, I'm so glad you guys are enjoying this. You know, back when, yeah. uh, when I showed you guys issues one through three, I just, I thought that was going to be it. I was like, well, oh, I'll just man. show them these issues. And then you were like, like we, we were going to let that this, happen. You know? yeah. So, yeah, I'm glad that we – and then I was like, I just want to get to issue 11. And then now we've done that and we're just going to keep – I think we're going to probably do the whole thing. So We really should. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. only, what, like 15 more issues? Yeah, we've already done half of it. So yeah. we're halfway there. I think we can space out a couple more issues. Awesome. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you guys so much. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. And now Aubrey's going to say all of the things. All right, everybody. That was Silver Surfers issues twelve through fifteen, the last days of Silver Surfers during the Secret Wars. Uh, did you read it? Have you read it? I want to hear your thoughts. Send us a hey, you damn guys at bookclubmembercomics at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at bookclubmembercomics and on Twitter at bookclubmembers. And as always, you can find all of our resources on our Podbean website, our Facebook About section, and our link trees on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you, Paul, for the uh, listener feedback theme. Thank you, Paul. Our theme music is by Only Beast, and our logos are from Ross Radke and Matt Strackvine. Yes, thank you. Uh, you can get the podcast wherever you find your podcast. And when you're there, open it up and give us a five-star review. Oh, do we have one? I, I thought I sent it to you. Oh, we do. We, speaking we, of five-star reviews. Speaking of five-star reviews, from E. Buronson. I don't know uh, if I'm saying that right. Thank you so much for writing this review. It says, okay, I'm late to the game on this one. That's what I get for not being on social media. Needless to say, I'm always happy to listen to the opinions 
of infinitely cool people who dig comics, music, movies, and friendship. Seriously, what an awesome group of people to continue to grow a thoughtful and thought-provoking community. Be exceedingly well, E. E. Thank you. Book club member. Yes, thank you so much for that review. And um, I guess you're referring to the Hellboy Book Club. That's another podcast that we do. If you're not checking that one out, I'll link in the show notes. But thank you so much for that review. Everyone should be like this user and give us that five-star review. Write something like this. book club member. Yes, book club member. Thank you. Next week, we are going to be reading a uh, Clarice Claremont X-Men storyline. I haven't figured out which one yet, but I will let you guys know. (laughs) Yeah, we'll post it on our social media which one we're going to be reading because you're going to need like I don't know, probably like five or six days to read all the word boxes and whatever. <laughs> whatever. There's a lot, there's a lot of reading. Book that we read. I uh, skim it. Kidding. I skim it. It'll if you're like fun. me, you can skim it. It'll be yeah. fun. This It'll be the gist of it. It'll be great. It'll be fun. Uh, I got a couple ones in mind, but uh, just got to narrow it down. So you guys know what to do. Uh, once we reveal it, pull out those trades, floppies, digitals, omnis, and join us on the Book Club Member Comics. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm John Salinas. I'm a sad crab in a hat. <laughs> and I'm Aubrey Lovelace saying... Farewell. This was most enjoyable. (laughs) (laughs) Later, guys. Awesome.